Welcome to Dallas. We're a community of faith that embodies the love of Jesus for the good of our neighbor and renewal of our world. We're so glad you're listening. Merry Christmas, everyone. We're really, really happy to have all of you with us here this evening. So for a moment, I want to transport you to the faraway wilderness, uh, starry night, desert, faraway hillsides of Arizona. I was just in Arizona last week, and I did a hike, and um, I did a few hikes, and I found myself on a trail by myself a couple hours north of Phoenix. felt like I was in the middle of nowhere, and other than the sign outside of my car that said, watch out for rattlesnakes and other wildlife, I mean, it, it was like nothing was around me. No buildings, no people, no, I mean, I didn't hear any sounds. And I turned this one particular corner, and, and I loved it, and it was beautiful. The desert's beautiful, but I just had this sense that, like this eerie sense, like I'm alone. <laughs> like, no one knows I'm out here, and I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I really was. And there's something about the desert that I think exaggerates this sense of isolation or being alone. When you're alone hiking and you're alone in the desert, you, it just felt like extra alone to me. And there's something about this season, you know, with all the wonderful, and you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year for, for so many people, there's something about this season. And we know it. If you're my age or if you've lived, you know, enough years, you know that there's something about the Christmas season with all the joy and the presence and the excitement and special events, there's something about this month, this season, that magnifies the hurt of life, the times when we are alone, the struggles of life, the uncertainties of life. I think there's something about this season that reminds us of what we didn't have or what we don't have or what we've lost or those moments where we really do feel alone, even though there are people around us. And in some cases, we've never been closer in proximity to people. And social media makes us feel that we're just constantly in dialogue with people. And yet studies continue to show us. Experts are saying, even just in the last few months, more studies have come, uh, come to us that we are more isolated, emotionally isolated than we've ever been. A few weeks ago, some of us, looked at this article from a year ago. Last December, uh, Frederica Coco wrote in the Financial Times, are we prepared for the approaching loneliness epidemic? And she goes into this fascinating, this really kind of went viral, this, this study, this research on how we feel closer to people, but we're actually moving, emotionally moving further and further away from others. You'd think that this this far outside of COVID, we'd be connecting like never before. She wrote that in developed countries, you'd think also that maybe the struggle would be in underdeveloped countries or under-resourced countries. It's actually the wealthiest countries that are struggling the most with emotional isolation. In developed countries, the share of people who report having friends or relatives they can count on has been steadily dropping over the past 15 years, and it's only been exacerbated in recent years. 
She goes on to talk about how older people, now over, over 65, there's now a larger percentage of those over 65 that spend eight hours a day or more alone, completely alone. And our point in looking at this was that we're just not made for this. This was not God's design for us. You were not made to be alone. None of us were designed to be alone. So we have this paradox now. We've learned to distrust people more and more. The more that we feel hurt, maybe some of you know the, the sting of being betrayed. When a relationship is lost, our walls go up even further. And so we have this paradox that we're withdrawing to protect ourselves, and yet we're designed for connection. And this is the point of Christmas. This is the objective, the reality of Christmas. Now, I want to challenge you here in the next moment. A lot of what we do this evening and the last week, events we go to, uh, we, we are, are traditional. A lot of us have family traditions. And the words that come out of my mouth here in the next moment could just sound like some of that religious concept kind of stuff, that ethereal Christmas stuff. But we're talking about God so not wanting us alone in our struggle, in our heartache, in the relationship that ended, in the betrayal that you've experienced, maybe in the financial plan that has fallen apart or the medical diagnosis. Maybe anxiety of some sort in your life has become like a suffocating weight. I mean, we could just go on and on about all the possibilities in all of our different lives. That God loved us so much, he did not want to leave us in this messy, broken world alone. And that's the reality of the season. Our tendency is to go into traditional mode, to think, oh yeah, I know these songs. We've sung these songs as a kid. Brad's talking now for a few minutes about Christmas, and he'll hurry up and hopefully he'll get off the stage soon so we can sing some more songs. This is just kind of how we think. But my gosh, if God did this, if God actually came into our broken messed up world because he doesn't want you and me to be alone? I mean, in all of our concern and outrage about wars that religions start and all the division of our world, I mean, this, this just turns everything on its head. This is a God that actually loves. He's actually a uniter. He doesn't hold our past against us. He sees a future that's beautiful. He can turn broken and ugly into beauty. No matter how you've been treated, no matter what your story is, what your experience is, you, because of Christmas, almost 2,000 years ago, you are not alone and never will be again. Advent comes from the Latin adventus. It means coming. It actually means anticipating the arrival of a very important event or a very important person who's almost here. That's what Advent is. Advent is you and me moving closer to Christmas morning while recognizing God chose 
to come close to us in the kind of world that we live in. With the disappointments, shattered dreams, the hurts that we experience. He did not want to leave us in this mess that actually humans created. When we decided to take control, when we chose to try to be God, Scripture tells us that broke creation. But he loved us so much. He pursued us. And that's what Advent is. Advent is when we move closer to Christmas, recognizing it's all because, all of this is because God moved close to us in this very messy sometimes unpredictable and sometimes mind and soul-shattering world that we live in. We see this in Matthew, Matthew 1. The word Emmanuel, Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise, the Old Testament Hebrew promise that God will actually come and be with us. God with us, Emmanuel, has arrived. In John 1, John begins his story talking about Jesus was with the Father. He was God, he is God, and after making all things, we're told that Jesus actually created. Paul tells us that in Colossians. He's the author of all creation. After making all things, we're told in verse 14, then Jesus, the word, became flesh and made his, he made everything, and then he made his dwelling with us. So Advent is an invitation. It's an invitation for you and I to center our hearts, to center our minds. On the first arrival of Jesus, and that can sound like history, well, something that just happened a long time ago. But the arrival of God into a very, very broken world where we don't have to be alone anymore. We actually can have hope. We can see the God who raises dead things back to life. Work that in you and in me. Some of the paradox of the season, to me, is that God has come close to us, but I think we still, we have this tendency, I think we develop it because of various things that happen to us in our lives, maybe what we've been taught, we see how divided the world is. We rightly attribute that to religion often, which is just one of the worst tragedies in history. Organized religion can just divide and demand to be right. The paradox that I see is that we actually can build up walls. We actually, as God comes close to us, because we're protecting ourselves from people who can hurt us and experiences that we want to avoid again, we actually create distance with God. We actually push back on him. So the question this night on this Christmas Eve is not, why is God against me? Why does God seem to be against you? The question is, are we resisting him? Are we against God in his plan to move close to us? A lot of us this month have been doing a, an Advent reading every day together. Quite a few of us, actually. And there's the uh, opportunity at the end of the reading for whoever wants to comment or I don't think I've ever quoted my wife before. I don't, I don't believe I have. I mean, uh, Amy wrote one morning after our reading, and a bunch of us were commenting. She wrote about Jesus' choice. She said he had a choice. Jesus had a choice. He chose us. We, in turn, 
in response, have a choice. And it's a daily choice to follow his leading or not. To seek his plan or not. To love like he did, like he does, or not. And she finished, I want to choose God's plan and love every day, just like he did. So on this Christmas Eve, we have an invitation. And listen, I really hope, man, you know, when I pray in my car about tonight, and when I do my morning walk, and I'm thinking it's Christmas Eve, and I'm going to talk to a group of people this evening, man, I just so do not want my words to sound like those church Christmas words that just sort of sound like that ethereal stuff. You and I actually have an invitation tonight to surrender, to give in to our self-preservation, our constant nagging fears, anxieties that just, what could hurt us next? What could wound deeply again? What dream may never happen? And I don't know if I could live with the... We actually could surrender to God, being close to us, you can choose to allow God and his plan, his timing, his love, his way, his heart in you to have its way. And I'm going to pray with you here, and I just, I, I just very simply extend the invitation that was offered to me so long ago now, many years ago, that you would just give in on trying to guard yourself or to be in total control you will always find yourself reverting back to the deepest desire in how you were wired that you and I would image God. We would reflect God. There's nothing that satisfies us more than living out what we were designed to be as humans. And the only way to live out that remarkable plan is to give in to God's plan. And his plan was to come into this world in all of its brokenness and all of its mess close to you. So I'm going to pray these simple words, and I invite you, just sitting in your seat, to say these words to Jesus. Jesus, I sometimes don't know what to make of my life. There are talents in my life, and there's abilities, and there's accomplishments, and there's, there, there are dreams that I still have, but I find myself cycling from hope to loss. To hope so, to hurt. And on this Christmas Eve, I hear these words and I just give in. I give control to you. I surrender to your desire to be close to me. Just want to invite you, if you said some version of that to Jesus tonight, to let us know. Not, not so that we like expose you or call you out or anything. But just so you have a friend, we, we love to send you just some encouragement. You can let us know on a card out in the lobby. You can let us know on our mobile app, our Dulles Church mobile app. There's a, just a simple little form. I prayed with Pastor Brad tonight, and I'd love to send you a follow-up. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. We're going to continue to worship here for a little bit. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, for the last few months, we have been doing a daily prayer, um, and it's a, been a monthly thing, and I would love for you guys to join in with us to do our December monthly prayer. Let's pray. 
Jesus, creator of all that is good and all that has been made. You also made your dwelling here with us, with me. This month, as our church moves toward Christmas, I recognize that you chose to move toward me. You've come all the way into my hurt, my failures, my disappointments, to be close to me. Jesus, today, give me a strong sense of your presence, you near me, with me, close to me. Today, I allow you all the way into my life, my heart, my emotions, my thoughts, and my deepest dreams. And remind me that following you means I am now part of your advent, your arrival into the lives of others who long for relief out of darkness. Mm -hmm.